Let's welcome in our next guest to talk about markets, stock buzz, stock picks. Paul Schatz, President and Chief Investment Officer at Heritage Capital. Paul, nice to see you. Thanks for being here. So, I was just uh, listening to someone speaking and saying how markets don't bottom until the Fed's done raising rates. So, does that mean more pain ahead? Hi, Nicole. Always good to be with you. So, first, uh, I would disagree with that assessment that rates have to bottom before, uh, before rates have to the Fed's got to stop before the market bottoms. It certainly didn't happen in 94, 95, which is the most probably logical comp to today. You know, the Fed went crazy in 1994, similar to today, and they raised rates into March of 95. When they stopped raising rates in March 95, stocks were at all-time highs, ripping higher in what turned out to be the single greatest year of the modern investing generation. So I don't think the Fed has to stop raising rates for stocks to bottom. But I will say this, I do think the 10-year has to break below, you know, there's nothing is perfect, 340-ish. Is it 335 or 345? But the 10 years got to roll over. And I think the euro's got to get some footing. So the euro's now around parity. The euro's got to get kind of sort of above 102. And that'll take some pressure off of the markets. Right. So if rates are peaking and can turn back around, or at least for near peaking in the near term, that might be a good thing you're saying. Um, what are you watching for the Fed meeting this week? Well, I think everyone knows they're going to go 75 bips again. I, here, here's my argument. And, you know, I've, I've never been a fan and, and patter on the back of uh, Jay Powell and his predecessors. But here's my argument. It takes six to nine months for a rate hike or a rate cut to filter through the economy. So they, they looked at the last inflation report and the one before that to go full steam ahead. Those rate hikes, those last two, aren't even in the economy yet. And except for the jobs market, which I agree, it's super strong and defies logic. But so many other parts of the economy have and continue to weaken. By the time 375 basis point rate hikes get into the economy in 2023, the likelihood is now you know, 75, 80% plus that we're gonna have at least a mild recession. So I'm disappointed because the signs were there in 2020. We discussed them for years. And now the Fed is hell-bent on destroying demand. And the, the, the strong dollar is already helping. And all you need is a couple of more months of patience. But we're not going to get that. Right. In the meantime, when I look at the market here, I see a lot of names um, in the green, materials, industrials, consumer discretionary, financials, utilities. So while the market may be going back and forth, um, consumer staples, it's not terrible because there are a lot of groups here. Uh, you know, I'm looking at the board because I'm actually looking for market breadth. And the truth of the matter is that uh, right now, down volume and, and up volume are, are very close. I wanted to see whether or not up volume was higher. Um, your thoughts, because you do have a lot of sectors that are holding on to green today. My theme hasn't wavered all that much. I, it's a sloppy, choppy, frustrating year. You need patience. but. If you believe in any kind of seasonals, which this year is almost the epitome of the midterm election year market, 
you know, like 1998, 1990, 1994, 2002, 2018, the most recent one, where we bottomed in December. The bottom should come sometime in and around October. And if you believe it's like 94, 95, then we're not going to take out 3,600 on the S&P. We're going to bottom somewhere around 37 to 38. And if you believe it's more like 2002, where we need a full flush of the June lows, then it's probably 3,500-ish. I think people need to not try to play it so cutely and perfectly and miss what could be either a low of significance or a major bottom in October. And unless really the Fed completely falls asleep and does not let off the accelerator at all, next year should be a green year, perhaps super solidly green. And the banks are trading super well right now. You need to have some tech subsector find its footing and lead. That's what we're waiting okay. for besides the 10-year and the dollar rolling. All right. So let's get to some of your picks here. You have Accuray and U.S. Silica. Tell me about those two, where they're headed, and why. So it's two. I can always find, I can always give everyone, you know, Apple and Netflix and all those, but I always like to find these gems. So Accuray is... Look, they do something disruptive. They figure out how to find difficult tumors. They've got new management in there. And the key there, here's your catalyst. In January, Medicare reimbursement system changes. So what's going to happen, doctors can make more money using the Accuray machines than the traditional ones. I mean, the stock's only a couple of bucks. It's in the sweet spot now, and I think it could triple in the next 12 months. So that's Accuray. Um, silica is an old, so the others, you know, Silica and Sarepta and Ormat, they're, for their former high flyers, which I liked and like to watch former high flyers fall apart, find their footing, let everybody run away from them. So this is big into the fracking industry. It, it, it produces kind of that silica sand, if you will, that's needed in domestic oil production. So, and it's really the only game in town. They've got enormous free cash flow yield. They're paying down a dollar per share of debt. And they're a possible takeover from, you know, like a Vulcan or a Martin Marietta. So, I, and that one, I think the stock doubles in a year. Okay. And then let's get to the other two here. You have Sarepta Therapeutics and um, Ormat. So, Sarepta also, another former high flyer, January of 2021, had some bad clinical trials, fell in hard times. So, to me, the, the, they have money to survive. It's a huge orphan. They've got dozens of orphan drugs. It's got to be up 25, 26, 27% this year. It bucked the bear trend in the market. It bucked the bear trend in biotech. And I think this one probably heads to you know, 150 in the next year. Uh, Ormat Tech is an alternative energy producer in the geothermal space, also a former high flyer, also bucking the bear market in the overall market, also bucking the recent collapse in in energy. And I think this one, 120 in the next year, I think these are unique situations that they can survive on their own without the S&P, the Dow, and the NASDAQ finding its footing and having a tremendous bull market. Right. Understood. Okay. Paul Schatz, thanks for being with us. Thank you. Good you seeing you. You said sloppy, sloppy, choppy year. Paul Schatz, President, Chief Investment Officer, Heritage Capital. I think he got that right because it certainly has been that.